0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Royals Rundown podcast with myself, Jake Milham, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeremy Hikayas Greco. Jeremy, how are you doing this Sunday afternoon? You know, I I'm doing pretty good. I'm I just find myself extremely
1: happy that there is one and only of me because I oh, think yeah? two of me
0: that that would be a problematic. I, I I think it would as well. But why why do you think it would be problematic? Because how
1: can I listen to my own voice if I'm also mm-hmm. listening to my own voice?
0: I I think you just broke. Like I think the TVA is about to break in and uh, and take you out. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's some, some breaking the breaking the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff right there, man. You need to you need to calm down on that. All right. Fair, fair enough. Okay. I I too would not want another one of me because that would double the pain that we are going through watching the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> right now it is uh it is tough. It is tough sled my man. Oh man, should I I guess we got to talk about it though, right? Uh that's what the people are here for. Yeah, that that is what the people are here for. I certainly certainly look look listen. The the Royals won just yesterday on Saturday in the 3 to 2 game, but they did it's all of the goodwill from that win has gone away very quickly I, because as we're recording, they're down eight to one. finale. I, did, I didn't think they were going to win. I ended up writing yesterday's
1: recap and I was I was writing a losing recap <laughs> right up until
0: the very end. It was uh, they certainly gutted that one out, which was which was good. It has that has its own positives, but I'm kind of uh, kind of done talking about the, the moral victories, if, if you will.
1: Yeah, we're a month in. Uh, moral victories have have been few enough and far enough in between that uh, whew, they're it's hard to see them even as moral victories anymore.
0: Yeah, isn't that the truth? And look, listen, look, we we're not gonna we're not gonna sugarcoat it at all. These Royals right now, this is the worst start. This is the worst record by the end of April that any Royals team has had worse than 2018 Royals worse than any of those you know mid 2000s Royals teams that were awful this team as because I'm I'm sorry I'm being pessimistic I don't think they're going to come back and uh, and win this 8 to 1 game against the Twins right now yeah that would be that would be something yeah but 22 losses by the end of April, that like is, that of April. Have... It that is crazy a lot of games in April they was looking up I was looking up the records
1: because I thought that that was true, but I wasn't sure. So I was looking up records from the mid 2000s, and they they played like 20 games, 22, 23 games, and what is it? 20? They played 30 games? Yeah. So so 29, yeah. 29, yeah. A lot of games
0: this April. Mm -hmm. Not a lot. Any good ones either? Not not really at all. It's. I mean, what just April alone, they're going to be seven and 21. The, the runs they've only, they haven't even scored a hundred runs in, in all those games combined. Meanwhile, the, their opponents have scored 150. So that is, that is a terrible margin. If so, you ask me. Uh,
1: so just do it. So quick math.
0: That's oh less than
1: four runs a game scored for the Royals. Yep. And that's almost five runs a game scored for their opponents. That, is, that true. is not how you win baseball games.
0: Nope, not at all. And look, I know, oh man, like it, it seems so far away. The fact that these Royals, they were 0-6 on their last homestand. <laughs> and I i don't know. It's, they've just been awful at home. They haven't been as bad on the road. I mean, but when you, when you look at this last road trip, what they won, they haven't been swept. In any of the series, but that's very much a moral victory, if you ask yeah. me. If you're winning one and losing at least two against every single team, that's not exactly how you want your season that's, to go. That's how you lose a hundred games. Yeah, you exactly. You lose two all the way down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's so. This is you. You know, we've talked about it before. For some reason, I prefer Baseball Reference when I'm looking at some some of the general stats, if you will. Sure. And but they have this—they have this one stat that I can't find it anywhere else. It's called Championship Leverage Index, <laughs> and it it talks about you know how important is this game to a team's championship aspirations. What was what was that Colts coach? Uh,
1: playoffs? playoffs. I was talking about playoffs.
0: <laughs> wow! What was that, Dungy
1: or was that Edwards? No, it was after him. It was done after him. Oh, gosh. oh man. Why
0: am I blanking on that? Hold on, I I gotta know now.
1: But, but we, I, I mean, uh, people are familiar with it.
0: Uh, Who was that? What? Jim Mora. Jim Mora. There you go. I knew. Wow. I knew his name. Wow. I I kind of feel bad that I uh, that I don't know his name. But it's all good. It is what it is um but so at the very you know when the royals were zero and zero anything is possible at that point so championship le- leverage index was 1.00 okay makes sense. yep makes sense so they lost one they came back and the next game was less important because they had less of a chance to win the championship so it's 0.96 et cetera. Et cetera. Yep. you can get me now Now we are down. This is after the April 28th game. So after the win against the twins, they're down to 0.31. Nice. So, which is, I need to, I need to see. You know what? what One minus 0.31
1: is. What's that? 0.69. Oh my gosh. They've lost (laughs) 0.69.
0: Nice nice that is that is some nice stuff <laughs> but my my point being is they weren't down to that level of like okay they're they're this far out of the championship race until late may last year like yeah, they weren't hitting, right. they weren't hitting the low 30s on that championship leverage index until may 28th may 27th things like that on baseball reference so it is it is gonna be some tough sledding this year, my man. We we knew this coming in, but I don't think any of us knew it was gonna be this bad.
1: And that's that's why I wrote over the weekend about how I feel like the Royals have given us given us a gift, or at least those of us who don't write about and podcast about them. <laughs> that's true. Of you know this team is bad. You don't got to stick around if you don't want to Nope. the 2021 Royals. I looked them up. They had a winning April. They had a winning April and they ended up awful. Yep, it was like almost 20 games out of first place.
0: They, oh,
1: they, 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 they fooled us all. They made us think that it mattered. They made us care. They made us spend our time and effort and energy. And then they were also awful. So this team, this team is much, they may be worse, but at least, they're not fooling us. They're not they're not uh pulling any wool over our heads. That
0: is that is true. We are we are seeing early on, like, hey, this is this is what this team is gonna be. And I do I think the the most frustrating part, and this ties back into your uh into your article a little bit, Jeremy, is just the times that they've been shut out this year mm-hmm. so far. I mean, we're thankfully they're not going to be shut out on Sunday, but they've already been shut out six times this season in, in less than 30 games. Like that is just absolutely not good. That is, it's, it's not going to excite anyone at all because you know, we're not going to be winning any pitchers duels, or right. at least that's what we've seen in late April. So
1: right. go ahead. I just can't get over the fact that coming into the season, everyone, was talking, everyone that I read, everyone that I talked to, everyone that I listened to was talking about how, well, we know the offense will be okay. Yeah, The question is, what will the pitching do? And the, the, Nobody thought that the offense was going to be like a top five MLB offense, but they thought, you know, they'll put some, they'll put some runs on the board. They'll give the Royals a chance to be in games. And that has absolutely not happened. Nope. As, as bad as the pitching has been, I feel like the offense has been worse. And I go and I look at, uh, I look at fan graphs cause I like fan graphs. No offense to Baseball Reference, they're great too. Bougie. Uh, um, The Royals have three, three hitters uh, who are qualified for the batting title who have a WRC plus of 100 or better. They've got Salvador Perez at exactly 100. They got Edward Oliveras at 127 and Vinny Pasquagino at 129. Bobby Wood Jr. is down there at 86. Nikki Lopez, who no one wants around, is at 78. N.J. Melendez <laughs> is at 56. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Reyes, who was amazing in the preseason, is at 48. Kyle Isbell, who everyone wants gone, is at 43. Nobody's hitting. Yeah,
0: no, it's not just one or two z. It's it's a systematic thing at this point
1: what happened what happened to the 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 was drew sailor is that his name yeah well what happened to his his hitting
0: approach that was solving all of our problems yeah that's that's the truth and i don't know you know maybe maybe mlb teams have figured out whatever it was to his approach maybe Um, it was Tosar all along maybe it was you know what maybe cal eldred was so good at getting (laughs) other batters to swing at pitches maybe he was teaching Maybe he was actually the batting coach. I don't know. Who knows? There's there's a lot of conspiracy theories we can get our tinfoil hats out for, man. <laughs> you, do you want to pull them out?
1: <laughs> I mean, we're right at the point of the season where if you're not wearing a tinfoil hat, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, the Royals are definitely emitting some kind of radiation that is dangerous
0: for <laughs> observers. Yeah, for sure. But I want to... I want to circle back. I want to talk about some of those batters you you listed off because, kind of the good, the good news story out of this stretch, especially the road trip, has been Edward Olivares. Yeah, who has? I mean, he's been absolutely red, red hot, magma hot, as yeah. uh, as Rex would say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like that um like so Aunt annie thank you for getting clarification yeah, yeah, yeah. on that by the way annie I, rogers I that too yeah. <laughs> annie rogers did point out that on the road trip so it would have been friday and saturday games all these gone five for seven with a walk and a hit by pitch and all five of those hits were for extra bases yep Um, He has, I mean, he had two doubles in Saturday's comeback win. Like he has absolutely been very, his bat has been important for any sort of Royals offensive success in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean him, him coming around on Saturday, he scored the winning run on the wild pitch for goodness sakes. And that's just because he was able to get on base and use his speed to his, uh, to his advantage. But I Jeremy, we're both a little bit more pessimistic on Edward Olivares. And I want to get I want to get your thoughts first about, you know, where how do you think he fits in long term? Do you think this is just a hot streak? Like what do you think of Edward Olivares? So, you know, a
1: 120 127 WRC plus that'll play. Um, even with his defense, I think defense is kind of overrated, um, in the major leagues. I think that, yeah, it looks ugly sometimes. Yeah. It'll cost you a run sometimes, but if a guy can really hit, it doesn't matter. You're they're paid to hit. Nobody, Aaron judge is not getting millions, hundreds of millions of dollars because he can field. He's getting hundreds of millions of dollars because he can hit, um, uh, hitting is just that much more important than fielding. So a 127 WRC plus, if he could maintain it. That'll play. Um you keep him in left field, you DH him occasionally, and you're fine. Problem. I so Vinny Pasquantino has a 129 WRC plus pretty good. His Babip is 266. It's not a great Babip. So what that tells you is that is not a luck driven uh WRC plus. No. He is he is hitting the ball hard and he is he is doing the work. Edward Oliveris with his 127 WRC plus right there, right next to Vinny Pasquantino. 350 Babip. Now, some guys can hold a 350 Babip. There's there's some guys out there who just hit the ball hard, they hit it far, they hit it where they ain't, or they're fast, or all of the above, and they can carry pretty high Babibs. Even those guys, 350 would be a lot. You'd be looking at that going, I uh, probably expect that to regress a little. Edward Oliveris. I I would expect that to come down quite a bit, and when the babip comes down from 350, even if it comes down just to 300, you know that you're knocking 50 points off his batting average, you're knocking 100 points off his ops, or even more maybe, um, and it, it just doesn't work out good for him. It it just it's frustrating because we wanted to see him. We wanted to see him. Now we see him and he's hitting good. And then all of us talking heads around here are going, well, yeah, okay. He's hitting good. We wanted to see him, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I believe this. So, like i said if he could find a way to keep that 127 wrc plus i think there's a future for him he's 27 he's not that old yet no he's not he's not young either though right um so this is this is kind of his peak and if this is his peak and he's gonna come down because of that babib or you know what other I, that's the stat i latched on if you've got some mm-hmm. other stats i'd love to hear them but um if he's gonna come down then he's not gonna be playable um, that especially is true. without the defense and without the speed that we see with
0: some of the other guys the royals have favored in the past so the there are quite a few stats i'm actually going to latch on to i i see your fan graphs and i raise you baseball savant uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um which i'd for anyone who wants to go down a rabbit hole, figure it like go read the story about how baseball savant came to be, which I I think is pretty cool. You know how ma- or major league baseball just bought this tiny little website out and turned it into this like you can go get all the stats you could ever want up to real time on baseball savant. I, I love the story. It's a lot longer than that. Of course, the two I'm going to look at are um, expected batting average. So XBA and then expected slugging um XSLG I don't know why I can say that out loud both are above the 90th percentile the XBA is in the 96th percentile oh wow. for for the entire season so not just in this hot streak but you know over these these rough first 29 games so i think i think maybe my wall is up with Edward olivares because we've seen we've seen some of these hot streaks from him before and it's it just turns out to be a streak. I don't know. Maybe this is just like a good month, you know, maybe it turns out to be a guy who just has a a good opening to the season. Like I remember a lot of folks were feeling good about Hunter Dozier at this point last year because he was doing pretty good in the first half before the All-Star break. We'll have to see if Ollie can keep this going, but I think there are some substantial performance marks at the plate now, Jeremy. Before I pivot to defense, is there anything you want to add? I I went to Baseball Savant because that is an excellent
1: resource if you can navigate it, which is no, yeah, yeah, it's easier said than done. <laughs> <laughs> Bear, his barrel percentage is a seventy-two percentile. That's great. Yeah. Um. But I I do want to go ahead and throw out there his walk rate fifteenth yeah. percentile, chase rate thirty-second percentile. Not not ideal. No, um, and those are the kinds of numbers that kind of indicate he could be a streaky hitter. Which, mm-hmm. if your expected batting average is ninety six percentile, even a streaky hitter, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> some of that, yeah. Um, but uh, and, and there are still reasons to be. I guess there are reasons to be cautiously optimistic and reasons to be cautiously pessimistic. And mm-hmm. I, you know what? The Royals don't have anybody else to put out there right now. Yeah, that's but true. Might as well keep throwing them out there. And you know what? I would love to turn out to be wrong. Turns out Edward Olivares could maintain a 400 OB or a 400 BABIP. And this is actually his weak
0: point. And, and everything's going to go smooth sailing from here. I'd love to find that out. That I would as well. But one of the reasons why I'm going to remain cautious, cautious, pessimistic about ollie is his defense man i just i i know and i agree with you i think that to a certain degree defensive metrics are a little overrated in the in the modern game if you will but if you're if you're looking at an outfield of ollie Isbel and a revolving door of, you know, maybe Hunter Dozier's out there. Maybe Nick Prado's out there. Maybe MJ Melendez is out there in right field. I think you're going to have to look at those defensive metrics and understand like, okay, we need at least two solid outfielders in the in the field at any given time. That's at least my opinion. But when you look at Edward Olivares' defensive metrics, they're awful. He's in the one percentile for outfielder jump. Like there is, I think I looked at the full scoreboard and there might be three guys who are worse than him and they're not full-time outfielders. The sixth percentile out of all positions for outs above average, that is atrocious. Yeah, That is terrible. So the reason why I'll remain a little pessimistic about him is you – he fits best right now as a everyday designated hitter, but the Royals lineup can't support that. You got to get Perez some days off from behind the dish. You know, Vinny. He's I I like what he's doing out there at first base. I think he's had a lot of great defensive moments, but just like Ollie's being a streaky hitter, I'm very pessimistic about Pasquantino's defense holding up over an entire season, and that's something that. You know, we'll we'll talk about it another time once I have a little bit more time to do some research on it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm coming off the top rope a little hard, but the thing is, go ahead. My I, the only counterpoint I have to the defense thing is, as you pointed out,
1: Oliveris with isbel and melendez or dozier or reyes in the outfield that 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 i'll give you that's a problem but Oliveras, if you have a good center fielder and a decent right fielder i think that's a completely different scenario that's true i I don't think you have to have kyle isbel out there his defense does not support a 40 wrc plus i Hunter Dozier should not be on this roster. he should be <laughs> in Korea, just mashing some Korean pitching and ha- living a good life there. That's where Hunter Dozier should be. Unfortunately, I mean, he is still for some reason in the Royals dugout
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the veteran leadership, my man you can't you can't buy that you know well i I guess you can but <laughs> If you buy it, then it's called Veteran Presence. Ah, yes, thank you. But if you just acquire it from a bad contract, that's, uh, I don't know, what, what is that called? That is uh, some holdover sort of stuff right there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at that. Hey, Jeremy, we should probably go and take a quick ad break. Coming up on the other side of this, we are going to wrap up the road trip for the Kansas City Royals. Talk about what we did and didn't like. Stay tuned. And we are back here on the Royals rundown, Jeremy Greco and Jacob Milham here. So, Jeremy, I I don't know about you, but whenever I travel for work, it's it's always kind of fun. Like it's always a, a headache at first, like getting ready and oh, I gotta figure out where I'm going and you know, all the expenses and my hotel flight, things like that. But at the end of the day, it's usually pretty fun. I think once you get there and like, oh man, they're paying me to go out to eat every single night. Hell yeah, I'm gonna gonna go out and not not party, not party, but I'm gonna go out and have a good time, if you will. Jeremy, like, do you agree or do you think it's too much of a headache to travel for work? I have
1: traveled for work one time in my entire life. and that was to go back to georgia to deal with some stuff and my parents live in georgia so i make that trip on a regular basis um so i just kind of folded those two things in together and then i reported my mileage so that was it was i i don't feel like i have the room to really uh, contribute on
0: this topic okay. necessarily all right all right well th- the reason why i bring it up is because the royals have been traveling as of late That's they true. spent a good amount of time away you know, from coffin stadium go ahead i think
1: traveling with the royals would be much easier uh than traveling for our jobs <laughs> they they don't file expense reports nope. they don't book the flights they 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 put on a nice suit jacket that's tailored to fit them wonderfully mm-hmm. and be very comfortable. And then they go sit in their nice first class or business class, whatever we're calling it these days seats. And, uh, you know, they, they do their thing. And I, I, I don't even know if they take, pick up and take their own luggage or
0: if they, oh, I, uh, I doubt the, it. The team handles all that for them. Well, after, um, after so- Salvi hurt himself with luggage, you don't, right. you don't want that exactly. to happen again. Exactly. So, <laughs> you
1: know, um, I just think that's going to be a completely different kind of experience.
0: That is true. That is true. But I will, you know, I imagine it's good to, even though, you know, you love your family, you love the support system that you have there in Kansas City. I imagine it's good to get away for, I mean, at this point, it's it's a couple of weeks. Yeah, they their last home game was April 19th. And the next time that they're gonna play in Kaufman is this upcoming Tuesday, May 2nd. So a couple of weeks away from Kaufman. And they've been to a lot of good places. Los Angeles, they've been to Arizona, they've been to, well, I, I don't know how good. Um, Los Angeles of Anaheim. Yes, Los Angeles of Anaheim. I always think that whenever I hear Anaheim, it's always Anaheim Ducks. Now, for some reason, I know. Oh, sure, of course, I know. And Why would now it be anything <laughs> else? And now batting for the Anaheim Ducks, Shohei Otani. <laughs> I'm kidding, he could him. probably do it he, he would put on hockey skates and he'd take a baseball bat and he'd win a hockey game. I I don't, I want to see it. I want to see it at the NHL skills competition. I want to see Shohei Otani do it, but the angels would probably Sue. If he, uh, if he got hurt somehow, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, and any it is. They, they broke the losing streak. I will, I will say that it was, it was getting pretty ugly there on that losing streak. Um, Longest, yep, yeah, longest winning streak, seven losses from April the 14th to April the 21st. So at least they broke it on the road. They did go, they are probably gonna go three and seven unless they come back. I'm checking on the score right now. Yep, we're in the bottom of the seventh. It is eight to two twins on top. Oh, the 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 comeback is on. These I know, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. Um and I think so I think next time, Jeremy, we do need to talk about like how the bullpen has been keeping the Royals in games. And it's been the starting pitching now that's been having issues, but we'll, we'll talk about that next time. But overall a three and seven road trip after an and six home stand, Jeremy, yes or no. Are you feeling better about the Royals right now than you were when they went on the road earlier in April? i'm feeling better about the
1: royals now than when they went on the road at the beginning of april but it has nothing to do with the road trip okay it has to do with you can only lose so many games in a baseball season that's true and and the royals at some point have got to win a couple handful of games in a row Mm -hmm. they've got to look a little bit more competent there's there's 162 games in a season you can't be you can't play to a 250 winning percentage for a whole season. Yeah. I hope. I hope. I really freaking hope. So, you know, the longer we see this losing streak go, um the this, the closer the the winning streak is, uh I assume. Maybe it's a bad assumption, but it's Maybe. it is the only one I have. So, <laughs> so we're going to stick with it. And uh and you know, it'll be even if it won't mean anything, it'll be nice to watch the team win
0: for a few games. That is true. That is true. And I will, it feels like there has to be some sort of winning streak coming. Like the longest they've had this season was they won two games back to back. That's it. Yep. And Against on the, the Giants, the worst team that they faced all year. Yeah. And I do have to say maybe that, maybe that's something that us Royals fans are looking past a little bit, because in all honesty, the Royals have faced a lot of good teams. Yep so far to open this season. Um, there's, I think that this upcoming homestand might actually be fun for Royals fans. You have Oakland come to town. You have the White Sox who are absolutely freaking inept right now. And I'm so glad that they're in the AL Central with the Royals because they might be worse. Um, and you have the Baltimore Orioles, excuse me, who I think are a little more volatile this year than they were last year. So if, but... To, to answer my own question, I don't think I feel better about it, even though they've had better results. Because yeah. I mean, that's fair. It's I think three and seven was a fair expectation, but you always want the Royals to like exceed your expectations a little bit. I wasn't going to say, oh, well, they should go 500 on the road trip, even though that's what their split was so far this year. And I'm always going to be more bullish on the Royals when they're on the road. I mean, as of today, they're six and nine on the road with an 11 run differential compared to that one and 12 record in Kaufman with a negative 49 run differential. Like they are, they're getting walloped at home and they are, they're looking like the team that we expected for this season on the road. So I'm, I guess to answer my own question, no. <laughs> and like I said, even though I'm
1: feeling better, it has nothing to do with what they did on the road trip. It's just a belief that um, counter to Buddy Bell, uh, I will say
0: it can't get much worse than this, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But no, it's we will we'll still be here. We'll still have all the news and updates you want over at royals Review, yeah, over at royalsreview.com and the news and the you don't want. Yes. Especially I mean like let's let's just go down some of these some of these lovely headlines. These royals are unlucky and awful. Thank you very much Jeremy for that. Um that because that is true. Um let's see you have batters in anguish for the, for some of the headline covers. We love that. We have bad Duran Duran puns from Jeremy Greco himself on game recaps. Like it is, it is all the stuff you did not ask for, but that you are going to get over at Royals review. So, Hey, I love it. And you know what, at the, at the end of the day, I'm always going to say this might be a rough season, but the Royals faithful, like we're always going to be in it together. Like that's what you're seeing this really with the, with the Oakland athletics fans no, that can't get much worse. And they're all banding together. So why not Royals fans? Go ahead, Jeremy.
1: And the, the bandwagon fans will be back when the team is good and yep. we'll be able to celebrate with them too. That, you know what? And they'll have lots of questions and we get to feel superior because we'll know the answers. They'll be like, what happened to Mike sweetie?" Well, he played 20 years ago.
0: (laughs) Wasn't he like really good for the Royals? (laughs) I I don't know why, but the only point of superiority that I feel like I have is educating people on who your Ventura was Uh, and how good he was because I was a Ventura fanatic. Like I still have, he was, um, when you're collecting baseball cards, you have a PC, a personal collection and he was my PC. It's like, I have signed baseballs from him. I like for three years, I had like every single vari- or variant of his cards and things like that. Like I, I spent way too much money on right. Ventura stuff. <laughs> You put my Mustakas fandom to shame. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to pull it out for the podcast one of these days and, and show everyone. It's it's been a while. They've just been collecting dust, unfortunately. Well, hey, Jeremy, thank you so much for for joining me as always, and really appreciate all the work that you're putting out at RoyalsReview.com. Really do. Um, are you so for the season? You are releasing something every Saturday, correct? That's the plan. There will probably be a Saturday missed in there somewhere when I go on vacation or something. But yeah, probably so. Probably so. Well, hey, go ahead and keep an eye out for all of Jeremy's stuff on Saturdays and the occasional game recap from him as well. I wonder what puns he will try to force in next time. But again, that's Jeremy Greco. I'm Jake Milham. Thank you so much for your support. And until next time, go Royals.